The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house. And, uh, well, I would say a hypocrite, but... Uh, he says he doesn't watch, so he just comments without watching. <laughs> it's just incredible to me, the stupidity of some people. Anyway, with that said, welcome, everybody, uh, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about to hold to the book, The Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. This is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Yeah, we're on hump day, the middle of the week, and we're, yeah. Of course, all the days kind of run together for me. If you'd like to check us out online, sonsoflibertyradio.com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com. Scroll down on the right side of the page, and you will see that we're streaming live there. Blow that up on whatever device that you've got uh, so you can enlarge it and everything. And then click on the icon there. Join us in the chat. Lots of friends there this morning. Good morning to all you guys uh, from 
one coast to the other coast and all around the world. We have people in uh, our chat and also listening to us. And so we appreciate your support very much. Right above that is where Bradley's show from yesterday was. And that was a very interesting and telling radio show. If you are, are a supporter of Governor Christy Noam, okay, you really need to listen to that. She's no different. She sounds different. She talks it up different. But uh, she's no different than Ronnie DeSantis, Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Barack Obama. They're all they are not out to represent the people at all. What they say with their mouth and what they do with their hands and feet are two different things. All right. You you don't want to miss that. Go back in there and listen to that uh, interview with the insider there from Governor uh, Christy Noam's uh, ranks. And he's going to tell you the truth about what's going on there. So check that out. Uh, He'll also be live at 3 p.m. Eastern today. So don't miss that. Right about that's where you can subscribe to our email newsletter. Remember, we don't rent your email, sell it or spam it. And so please sign up for that. Get your first copy tonight. And that includes the morning show archive. So all the stuff we're going to talk about today is in that archive. If you say, hey, where was that link? What was that video or whatever the thing is? All of that is will be in the archive. Okay. It, it, It'll be there, all right? Now, if you would like to help the Sons of Liberty in what we do, it does cost money, so we let you know we have needs. We never ask you for money. We just say we have needs. We're going to go do what we're going to do, but we trust the Lord will move upon his people to help us do that. And so with that said, if you'd like to do it, there's a donate button at the top of sonslibertymedia.com. There's also a link where you can become a son or daughter of liberty. These are our monthly partners, and you get some extra special things in there uh, with that as well. And finally, our store is available. Lots of conversation starters there, as well as equipping tools. This week, we are highlighting one of those equipping tools, the My War documentary series. This is on DVD. There's like five. It's like a five-part DVD series. This was aired on national television for almost a year on uh, Dove TV. And um, so you can pick that up. It's normally $60. Use a promo code between now and Saturday night at midnight. Uh, what you'll do is you'll get 10% off. So that promo code is simply my war, one word, okay, my war, and you get 10% off this uh, this series here. And uh, so if you've been wait- waiting to get a hard copy of that and want to do that, then pick that up. And uh, again, my war is the promo code, get you 10% off. All right. Okay. Real quickly before Lynn comes on, don't know if you guys have seen this. Um, the On the 26th, was that yesterday? Um, actually, let me let me back that up just a second. On the twenty fifth, I put out this article. This is about Pfizer. If you haven't seen it now, Pfizer's the one we were told was approved by the FDA, right? And I'm going to show you something in just a moment that of of what uh, Attorney Robert Barnes and others had said about this bait and switch that went on. It's absolutely true, and Pfizer says it on their own website. Okay, so let me just put this. I I feel like I need to put this out because this might be helpful for you. For those of you who had friends and family who are still looking at this stuff, okay, Um, they top all of the other competitor shots, COVID shots, for number of deaths. Pfizer does, and I give you the records of that down through here. Look, Pfizer has, and let's just blow this up just a little bit. Pfizer has 11,569 deaths attributed to people or people who 
died after taking their shot. The closest one, you know, behind them is more than half Moderna at 4,236 and the Janssen at 1,270. So they're leading the pack and killing people um, as far as those dying after they take their deadly shot. All right. And why is that? Well, they're still uh, being led to believe that these shots are one, safe and effective. And then two, that they are, that, that, that this approved shot is actually on the market. Now, real quickly, and, and then we'll get to Lynn. This is from their own website. And those of you listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, this is a, I'm, I'm sharing with the video audience, a screenshot from Pfizer. And I have the link so you can see it yourself. You can go there and see it. And what they say is the Pfizer Biotech, and this is still today. COVID-19 vaccine has not been approved or licensed by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, but has been authorized for emergency use by FDA under an emergency use authorization to prevent coronavirus disease 2019 COVID-19 for use in individuals 16 of age and older. That's still on their site. Now, when you click on CBDvaccine.com, okay, you're taken to... This page, and, and of course, I, this is the upper corner of it, but I just, I want you to see what they're doing. On this one, it's about community. Okay, now this is the one that they approved. Listen to what they say. On December 11th, 2020, the U.S. Food, uh, FDA authorized the emergency use of the Pfizer Bio, BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine to prevent, now this is the one we just talked about for emergency use in individual 16 uh of years and older. On August 23rd, Comirnaty, see how the difference in names are? Comirnaty received FDA approval. And here's where the details are in this fine little print that I have to blow up really big with an asterisk on it. The licensed Comirnaty vaccine has the same formulation as the authorized vaccine. That's the EUA, Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. And the products can be used interchangeably to provide the vaccination series without presenting any safety or effectiveness concerns, not that they're safe or effective, either one in the first place. And we're already seeing that 10 months in. Okay. Then here, here's the catch. Listen to what they say. The products, that's the one that's authorized and the one that's approved are legally distinct. It means they're not the same. And they said, they tell you with certain differences. And then they say that do not impact safety or effectiveness. These are not the same shots. And if you're a person considering getting this shot, you need to understand the legal language they're using to deceive you. And hopefully it's going to save your life or life of a loved one. Uh, but you need to know about this. I'll have these up so you can check them out later at sonsoflibertymedia.com. But this is right into the core Wednesday. I don't mean to get off on that issue, but I felt like this is a pretty big deal because this is exactly what Robert Barnes was talking about. This is exactly what others have talked about with the bait and switch that's gone on with Pfizer. And um, and, and people just are not catching on to how they are trying to curse you, deceive you into getting this shot. Okay, so I just want to throw that there. With that said, it is Rotten to the Core Wednesday and... As always, joining me on Wednesday is our Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. 
Good morning. Well, you know, for the last Wednesday in October of 2021, we've really got a, a big one. But, you know, I guess to tie into education, we need to understand that just yesterday, the 26th of October, that uh, the FDA uh, said, hey, let's give the green light for those five to 11 year olds. So, uh, yeah, there's that. And then there's also uh, news coming down the pike that um, there's supposedly approval. So now you can mix and match which ones you take, depending on what um, where you live and what's available. So I'll just leave it at that. So that's how that can tie in. Yeah. You know, Lynn, one of the things that Kate has pointed out to us is none of these things have been tested to see how they how they interact when they are mixed together. They've never been tested for that. And so one of the things we're going to go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, and, and, you know, I do understand that. But, you know, uh, I know people all are up in arms over Fauci's connection to these horrible puppy experiments. But, you know. Uh, here's the thing. It's not just puppies, it's pigs. And it was back in the 80s for the AIDS um, treatments that turned into be vaccines that uh, minority babies who were taken out of the foster care system or removed from homes were used as experimentation. And there are some ghastly pictures, you know, so not too far uh, removed from Mengele. Well, yeah, no, he, uh, Fauci's a Nazi. There's no question about that. But here's the thing. Um, you know, yesterday I, I made a little post about that, too. And I said, isn't it interesting that we've got all these deaths? Um, I forget the, the total number here that we have. Um, at least 17,000 that they're claiming. And if we extrapolate that out from the Harvard study, this could be upwards of 1.7 million Americans who are dead from these shots in 10 months, folks. I mean, that's just the reality. Could be up to that because only 1% are reported. And um, and I, I did show that. But I posted something yesterday that I found interesting that said, isn't it amazing uh, how the the political, quote unquote, left and right, if you will, I'm just going to say political opposition of each other, how they all of a sudden came together when it came to showing these little puppies, which there's nothing to justify this. It brought them together in anger and outrage over what's going on. And yet. Elderly people dying didn't bring them together. Uh, Middle aged people dying didn't bring them together. Using the fetal cells of aborted children didn't bring them together, but they'll do it when a dog is treated this way. And I thought to myself of Romans 1 and how it talks about they profess to be wise, but they became fools. Why? Because they wouldn't honor God as God. And they made an image into corruptible things like corruptible man and beasts and birds. And this is what this is what has happened in our society. We've been we're being taught that children can be just ripped apart in the womb for convenience sake, but you better not touch a puppy. You you better not touch a cat. You better not do it. You shouldn't be doing those things either. But it's incredible to me, the idolatry there. And listen, folks, it is because, read the rest, read what Romans 1 says. It's because God gave them up to do so. That's a scary thing when God gives you up to your own sin to let you go into destruction. That's a really... A really frightening thing, but I know, I know we're not on that. But I appreciate you making the line. We're, we're on today. Right. And, Go ahead. Right, but but that also can tie back into last week's show about that god awful cannibalism. Yes. Um, 
lesson. So, you know, but, but what do you expect? You've got a culture out there that says, you know, and it's, it's just not that I watch them, but it's, you know, Hey, I'm the person who I watch the horror movie and I don't care what happens to Johnny and Susie, but let them touch the animals and I'm all over it. That's right. That's right. Well, we, we're, what we're going to talk about today is we're talking about this all seeing eye and uh, Lynn's going to mm-hmm. help us understand what that is. But I thought I'd just remind you guys about this little guy right here and I'm showing the viewing audience the all-seeing eye, really, uh, you know, the top of the pyramid, uh, there's some Masonic leanings there. It's also the all-seeing eye of Ra, which we can tie back to the sun god, um, Satan himself, really. And then that leads you to ask the question, in God we trust, who is the God mentioned there? Because it doesn't define him as Yahweh. It doesn't define him as Jehovah, or excuse me, Yahweh or Jehovah. It doesn't, uh, doesn't uh, apply to uh, the Christ. So... Who is the God that the money is speaking about? And I and I'm, we're not going to get on money, but the, the all-seeing eye. So, um, right. Lynn, you've got a lot of stuff where federal government is going to continue to try to micromanage us, and especially if we're a dissident against the narrative of whatever they're putting out. So lay it on us. Well, yeah, that, that would be correct. Um, and the reason why I titled my article The Pyramid Scheme is because, you know, if you're familiar with multi-level marketing, you know that there's going to be a lot of people who profit off of what you keep contributing. And this particular pyramid has to do with what's called PBIS or Positive Behavior Interventions and Supports. It can also be called multiple tier uh, system of support. And this is all going to go back into the mental health and behavioral health, not just of our children in the public school system, but our entire communities. And we have two documents that are going to tie this together. So the first one was a letter that was put out on October the 20th by the House Committee Uh, of Republicans for the education and labor and uh, Representative Virginia Fox is one of the main cheerleaders for that stupid group. And, uh, you know, people here in North Carolina know that she's a big rhino. But what uh, she and a lot of the other people on this committee have done is they've written this letter to the general accounting office going, hey, wait a minute, per the Every Student Succeeds Act, which they love to call the Elementary and Secondary Education Act of 1965, which let's get, face it, we're in 2021. But when your own government won't even use the name of the reauthorization, that should tell us something. But anyway, so they're saying, hey, per this particular section in the Every Student Succeeds Act, it was mandated that parents are supposed to be involved. Now, I know we've got a lot of listeners who they will go to the school board meetings and they will speak out. But what we're seeing happen in this particular letter is that they're going, if we're not getting the parents engaged, what can we, the government, do to make them more engaged? It's not their place to have the parents become engaged. It is not the federal government's. And if you have that particular uh, drive document, uh, Tim, that I sent you, I have in um, red letters how this ties back to the Title I funding that was also in the Every Student Succeeds Act and was shifted to go from per-pupil need which was supposed to be for those who did need some sort of support system and whatnot, to whole school. And when they went to whole school, whole community, 
that opened it up for what's known as universal screening. So anyone who has access to that school, and as we're seeing, the government has created our schools into uh, mini malls where you go and you get all your uh, community services. So they've opened this up to say, okay, Here's the school as the mental health hub. And I don't know how many shows we have used to bring this point home, uh, bring this point up that school is no longer about education. It's about uh, where you can go to get your free food or your free health care or now your free mental health or now your behavioral health. But it's going to assess not only your students who are in the school, but their families and the entire community. And that will be in the second document. But I wanted folks to know that the whole tone of that particular letter is all about how the the parental control could be fixed by the federal government. But what we're seeing happen is they're coming up with a poppycock question like that, but then they're going to turn around and use the FBI to conduct witch hunts on parents. So what we're seeing one more time is I'm from the government. I'm here to help and I'm going to make it all better. And I'm going to make it a way so that Johnny and Susie's parents can come in and say something. But when Johnny and parent, uh, uh, Johnny and Susie's parents come in, I'm now going to shut them down. Yeah. Well, I, I've heard that they've kind of backed off of that claim. Uh, what was it? The national school board or whatever, uh, have backed off that claim of the domestic terrorists, and that's only because they got caught. But they're they still thinking about you folks. They don't well, think that they back, they've backed off in what they're doing. They're just doing it as a PR stunt out there. All right, but let's point out we've got a lot of states uh, who have said, you know, hey, I'm not going to uh, continue my membership in this national organization. It's a little late for that because they've already so bought into everything that's going on. Yeah, they can write a letter saying we're not going to participate. But look at all the damage they've done thus far by participating. It's going to be up to the to the parents in those states where they have said, hey, we're not going to belong to the National School Board Association to go in and start showing up. But don't expect the government to help you once you show up. Well, that, that, you know, that's exactly right. And uh, the thing that the parents need to keep in mind, it's very simple. We never authorize an Article One Congress to be involved in, and, the, and that means the federal government, we never authorize them to be involved in education. So everything they do as far as instruction, as far as curriculum, as far as guidance, as far as money, when it concerns education is unconstitutional, which means it's unlawful, which means if they're engaged in, if they submit bills, if they vote on those bills in a positive fashion, they are engaging in crimes against the people. And so the right. people have to understand that the Tenth Amendment says, whatever we didn't give you back there to write law about in Article One, guess what? You don't have it in Article Two to enforce, and it is null and void. In other words, we didn't give you authorization for that, that re that's retained for the states yeah. and for the people. Right. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so it, it's kind of good news in one way that these states have said, hey, we're not going to belong to this national association, but just watch them because they've still got ties. They have to because of the money. They have to because of all the agenda that has been laid forth uh, until now. But I want to point out that when you get the archive, you'll have the link so you can access this particular letter. I think it's like three or four pages long, but Unlike a lot of the, the documents that we show you, this one 
is only accessible through the press release and it will download straight to your computer. So it's not like a normal one where you click on the link and you open it up in another window. So that's why we're not showing it today is because we know that this one is a little different. Now, the next report that I'm going to uh, bring up is also this way as well. You'll find it in the press release and you can click on the link there. And then if you want to download it, that's, you know, up to you, but that's straight where that's where it went straight into my computer was right into my files. And so I didn't want to share my files with everybody. Not that there's nothing you couldn't see. It's just, I don't want to open my computer files to John, to everybody under the sun. Okay. Now uh, the next image that we have for you is called the medicalization of schools. And Tim, that's that one with the the blue glove and the, the handful of money. Now, this is one we've used several times before, and Anita Hogue actually came up with this one. And this was to also illustrate that uh, Title I funding was going to be used as a way for school systems to double dip into your health care in the name of social and emotional learning geared for mental health and behavioral health. And so that is going to use your IDEA funds for those individuals with disabilities. And we know that there are a lot of those who are outside the public system. They still receive those funds. So this is how it can also impact uh, those who are outside the public system as well. But look at this. This was from 2018. Okay. This was something that we all knew by researching the Every Student Succeeds Act was going to happen. So it's not just criminal that we're seeing our tax dollars used against us. We're now seeing it, the system set up so that your school district can double dip to use these funds, again, not just for the public school system, but for the entire community, which means your family, your home, your 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 community group, your church, your your all those places, because across the board, mental health screening for all must happen. And this government is going to make sure that it uses any means possible in which to do that. And they've used the school, they've chosen education, as we have said so many times. Okay, this report from but the, the but the mental but the mental health won't apply to them. Let's let's be clear about that. It'll it'll apply yeah. to us. It won't apply to them. And they're the really mentally uh, unstable right. people there. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Well, now this report is called Supporting Child and Student Social, Emotional, Behavioral, and Mental Health. Now, Tim, if you want to show folks just the press release, okay, that'll be fine. But we're going to go over this particular document. It's over 100 pages. We're not going to look at all 100 pages. I'm going to hit some of the the big stuff. And then, of course, when you go back in the archive, you can look and see all the other page numbers that I didn't bring up. But I wanted to let me start where I was going to end. And that is the 14 named national groups that are funded either by the Department of Education or the Department of Health and Human Services that are tied in to this particular one over 100 page report. Are you ready? All right, we have, the Compre- okay, we have the Comprehensive Center Network, which is funded by the U.S. Department of Education. We have the Center to Improve Social and Emotional Learning and School Safety. Uh, this is also funded by the U.S. Department of Education. And every one of these is some alphabet soup uh, 
acronym, okay? The Center of Excellence on Infant and Early Childhood Mental Health Consultation. This is funded by the Department of Health and Human Services. The National Technical Assistance Center for Education of Neglected or Delinquent Children and Youth is funded by the U.S. Department of Education, and this will be one of the backdoors they use to get to homeschoolers because in the government's definition of what a well-rounded student is. It's someone who is in their system, anyone who is outside the system, whether they're truly neglected or truly delinquent, is depends on what day of the month it is and uh, the person who tests you. But yeah, that is a grab for the, the homeschoolers. The National Center of After School and Summer Enrichment, which again, we know impacts every one of all school choices. This is funded by the uh, Health and Human Services. The National Center on Early Childhood Development, Teaching and Learning, funded by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The National Center on Health and Behavioral Health and Safety, funded by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. National Center for Homeless Education, funded by the U.S. Department of Education, and it also includes uh, the early health care system that is also based here in North Carolina. Isn't that fun? All right. National Center on Parent, Family, and Community Engagement. There you go. Funded by the Health and Human Services. We have the National Center for Pyramid Model Innovations, Department of Education funded. The National Center on Safe Supportive Learning Environments, funded by the U.S. Department of Education. The National Center for School Mental Health, which is going to be the springboard for this entire report, Tim. This is uh, funded by the U.S. Health Resources and Service Administration based at the University of Maryland. The National Training and Technical Assistance Center for Child, Youth, and Family Mental Health. This is funded by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Agency that is part of the Health and Human Services, as well as the National Health Institute, where some of those dreaded uh, experiments have been going on. All right. Uh, National Technical Assistance Center on Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports, funded by the U.S. Department of Education. And, uh, yeah, all the money that that is uh, used by Ed and Health and Human Services to do this, Tim, comes from the American Rescue Plan. It comes from those emergency COVID relief funds for elementary and secondary education. It comes from the COVID relief funds for higher education, as well as the Every Student Succeeds Act. Now, they're just building and building and building on it because nobody has stopped them. Is that what you're telling me? Pretty much. But 14 national centers you've probably never heard of, Mm. and you probably won't unless you look at this document and start getting other people informed. Uh, But that's that's the dastardly part. But um, so what do I mean by everyone's going to be involved in this. All right. If you look, and I'm just now, we're not going to look at all the different pages. I'm just going to run down the list for you. Okay. Uh, On page one, you will see the definition of mental health is not a textbook definition, nor is it a medically, uh, uh, nor is it a medical encyclopedia definition. No, it's the CDC's definition. All right. On page two, 
all the recommended actions to take place through the Department of Education to make this report come true are based off that definition. Number uh, Page number three, the mental health crisis that's been caused by COVID is so bad that only the American Rescue Plan it can be our savior. Did you know that? How many years has, has mental health been around? It's been around way longer than this particular COVID era that we're in. And it's interesting that this report does call it the COVID-19 era. And if you'll notice in my particular um, article, I use that term too. So <clears throat> let me move on here. Page number four, comprehensive and school-based mental health. Now, comprehensive means all-encompassing when it comes to the government's idea of what needs to go on in certain subjects in education. And if you doubt me, go look at the sex ed standards. Those have been turned into comprehensive so that it covers everything, whether your kid's ready for it or not. Okay. Number page number five. Data tracking will increase because the government has to have statistics on everybody's mental health because they have to have an excuse to streamline all the services and programs that these 14 agencies are going to, um, 14 uh, entities will be involved in. All right, you'll also see on page 24, fluid data flows for the multi-tier system of support for mental health. And now remember, put this at the feet of the public school, but don't stop at the public school door because this is coming for those who are outside the system as well. I've been saying it for years, and sadly, it's coming true, and it's using this particular crisis to, to really step it up. On page 15, unmet mental health needs means universal screenings for whole communities. So again, another backdoor into homeschooling. This will use the adverse childhood experience um, uh, questionnaires. It will use the positive behavior interventions. It will use the social and emotional learning. And as I've said, the multi-tier system of support. And that was that image that you showed with the pyramid, because it's going to lump everybody into um, the most problematic people. All those who didn't respond well and need more help, and then all the students and staff in all the settings. So it starts at the bottom with all the students and all the school staff, and then it goes out into the student's family, and then it goes out into the community because everyone has to be uh, run through this system, okay? Now, page 18 will show you how this multi-tier support system and this uh, positive behavior intervention will be straight jackets for everyone in your community. You will see that page 19 does bring up the subject of wellness. But, Tim, in whose definition, in whose context? That's right. Certainly not ours. Certainly not ours. Okay. Here's the one that really gets me. Page 20, local action steps for streamlined community mental health through your school begin. How can it be local if the federal government has it in a bloody 100-page uh, report that they've already said this is what's going to happen? It can't be local. Well, they're, they're just going to bring the hammer down local. That's what they mean. Right, right. It's going to be that way. And, and the sad reality is, and I think this is why, um, you know, 
what we do here with pointing the Bible and the Constitution is so important to bring people back to what things are supposed to be, right. not what they're what they're driving in the direction. And this is another reason why we're involved with tacticalcivics.com, so people understand the civics and know their civic duty to interpose on these kinds of things. And there's a plan to mm-hmm. do that. And and most people say, well, what do we do? What do we do? And Bradley gives the answer by way of the Constitution that we're supposed to bring justice by impeaching and all and prosecuting all this. But people go, okay, what are the steps to do that? Well, we've got to get our act together so that we're together as one locally in order to start holding these people responsible. I think you could hold school boards responsible for taking federal money on education uh, as well as any of their instructions that come from the federal government as their violation of their oath of office towards the Constitution, which would include the Tenth Amendment, and they they mm-hmm. and remind them, look, there's no authority there. So if you're taking money in that, you're an accomplice to the crime, and start yeah. bringing justice against them. When we start doing that, that's where we're mm-hmm. going to see some victory over this thing. Well, absolutely. But, you know, first of all, we need to be finding out ways to get our school boards as well as our town halls, because, you know, it's not just at the school board meeting that education decisions are made. It's also at your city council meetings. But, you know, we need to be finding out ways where we can have more than three minutes a person because you cannot get much of your point out in three minutes. I mean, yeah, there's ways to do it, but you're going to have to either speed talk and hope that your point aren't lost or you're going to have to have a lot of people lined up on the same page to pick up where you left off and that works in some places but you know we've got so many people who when they go to these meetings they're by and large by themselves and all these other people are in the background cheering and that's great but let's get those people who are cheering up so that that person's not you know just uh, by by themselves are uh, easily marginalized. All right, let's move on because there's uh, there's more stuff that you need to hear so you can understand how this is not just meant for public schools. And I know people probably get tired of me saying this, but I'm trying to warn people for years now. It's coming for you where you are if you're in the school system or you're outside of it. And so many people don't want to hear it because, oh, no, it just means public. I'm not in public. It doesn't bother me. Well, this is actually setting us all up to be micromanaged. Yeah. Lynn, we got it. We got a question in the in the chat. And it's uh, okay. The the question is, is uh, what Mm -hmm. document are we reading from? Now, I have all of the stuff here, the report, and I've got Mm -hmm. the press release. So am I? Is there a link here? Is this the uh, the supporting yeah. child and student social motion? That's the thing, right? Uh huh. That's okay. it right there. All right. Yeah, so I want to be able to show it. people what this is. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, because I didn't have that particular link pulled up. So if you want to go ahead and continue, I'll bring that right up. Sure. Uh, who was okay. that? Uh, Eugenia. I'll I'll, add, I'll bring that up so you can see it, and we'll have a link yeah. there. Yeah. In the for uh, some, yeah, there it is right there. And like I said, for some reason, when you click on the link instead of it opening as a separate PDF. It goes straight to your computer. So that's why it looks like it does. Now, on page 21, you're going to see where the phrase normalize everyone is used. And again, Tim, by whose definition and what context? Page 23. Oh, the best practices for mental health will create a continuum. In other words, cradle to grave system. Okay. It will use the school community hub 
that we've been talking about for so many years under the guise of whole school, whole child, whole community. Okay. Page 25 will give you three different programs that are tied to the positive behavior uh, intervention systems for student manipulation on a daily basis. Okay. These are called check in, check out, check and connect, and check, connect, and expect. And in the archives, you're going to see links for all three different systems. But basically what these systems do, everyone, is they give your student, whether they're in traditional education, non-traditional education, or higher education, they give them a little pass, if you will. Johnny and Susie have been really good today, and they've been blah, 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 blah. And we're going to give them a check that they've been a good student today. Hmm. Or let's say it's a bad day. Well, Johnny and Susie didn't do so well, so we're going to have to give them a little X and we're going to have to come in and find out what the behavior issue is. And then we're going to have to micromanage it. Um, But there's a short video that I want folks to see how this check system works. That is that second one, Tim, that says check connect the short video. Yep. I'm good. You ready for that? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Check and Connect is a program we have in our school. I would call it an intervention. It's effective because we're finding out where the needs are and working with those kids who really need it. In general, if that's a student that we're looking at and thinking they really just need someone in their life, we automatically go to Check and Connect. We do it around the data we received from the school uh, administration staff. Their grades, suspensions, time out of class. When Check and Connect came, I thought this is what kids need to build relationships with someone who cares about them, knows them, and wants the best for them. I usually try and find some common ground, some common interest. First, I'll talk about what's going on in my day, and then we'll try and change it into like put it in perspective of basketball. I share a little bit about myself and who I am and and my goals and my purpose in working in the field that I'm working in. A lot of it requires me to be vulnerable myself and share with them, like, hey, like, we're on the same page. We start by trying to build trust, and that's very hard in any facet of life. When I first get a student on my caseload, I like to try and call home and just kind of introduce myself, talk about the program. And I think the biggest part about it is focusing on the positives. The biggest thing is that those students are feeling connected to someone in the building and that they have someone they can go to. I have one mentee who confidence has been a struggle for him. His teachers had been talking with his mom and meeting with her. She was starting to kind of get on his case and he actually came to me and he was talking about how no one was focusing on the positives. So then I followed that up, talked to his mom, told her about all the things he was doing well. She was really happy to get that call and then relayed that message back to him. Before I thought I could cope with being in a sport and school at the same time, since I have a mentor, he puts me in the how much time should I spend like on sports and how much time should I spend on homework. So there's a student that I've gotten to know really well last year. He's had a really rocky relationship with school. He will show up to school and say, I give up and I'm done and I'm like, this isn't for me. And then he will leave. This is all I can do. Like, I can't drag you to do anything. That's you know, the roller coaster ride that you ride as a mentor. My mentee and I have a fantastic relationship. I see her multiple times every day. I never really reached out. And I was just this kid that was like completely different from everybody else. It was hard for me to go through another day. She can always have like that one person that she can always just go to and say, yep, this person is here and they still care. And no matter what I do, they're going to be here and we're going to work through it. Worked out pretty well because like we went through the same situations. I love talking to her and seeing her every single day. When I work with these young men and I see them care 
for once in their lives and, and feel like someone is actually there and pushing them to want the success that they deserve. I just, it's powerful for me. Everything about our school feels better when students feel engaged, and they're engaged when they feel like they're successful, when people care about them, and when they belong. So it has a benefit both for the students and their individual success, as well as for the school and our culture and our overall success in accomplishing our mission. You don't always see the success come right away, but after a month or two months or three months, you know, you, you do, you're, you're checking their grades and you see, oh, they retook a test. Their grade just went up 14%. And they went to go tell my, my mentee that, you know, you're done with chemistry. Now you pass these proficiencies. Their face lit up. Each one of these kids are so unique. They all have their own special gifts and talents. Some of them are just putting them on hold because of the circumstances and things that they're going through. But I've seen that that's maybe part of my job, to help deal with some of those issues and, and complications in order for them to free up that space where they can be themselves and they can utilize their gifts and talents in order to have some other successes in life. When I have a mentor now, it's like my goals are like succeeding and they're getting higher every day. Well, we have one family that uh, their son is on the route to graduate. Well, he's been working extremely hard. He's been pushing himself and his mom and dad are so ecstatic and they just, they just cried and they're like, we can't believe it can't believe he made it. He sent me my invitation and I told him, I said, I'll be right there next to your mom and dad. They'll probably be cheering a lot louder than me, but believe me, you, I'll be your cheerleader that day too. All right. So that's the video here. And you know, Lynn, one of the things that's, mm -hmm. that's being said in the chat is so replace the family. I got it. Yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. Mm -hmm. This is how Marxism works. It attacks the family and it's been doing it in this country for more than 100 years, far more, around 170 years, since the time of Lincoln. Lincoln brought in all the Marxists at first, and then it gradually grew. And it's been to tear apart the family and to insert into it what we call Big Brother or Big Daddy or whatever you want to call it. Uncle Sam is to insert them in the place of not only God, but of mom and dad. I mean, that's really the goal here. Right, right. Now, after that particular video, did you see the emblem? That was from the University of Minnesota. They also have the checklist. And on the checklist, it'll show you all the components of what they will measure uh, from your child. Now, remember, they were showing kids in class. But remember, we've got after school problems, what summer enrichment, which are open to your community. So we've got it there as well. But on that particular checklist, you will see where the parents land and it's almost at rock bottom and then go back and think about that particular letter that the uh, House Republicans have just thrown at the government accounting office. And what I'm hoping people will understand is the absolute absurdity of that letter when you stack up where the parents always land when it comes to every student succeeds act or anything connected to it, because they land either at the bottom or outside of the, 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 even the realm of, of concern, but they're somehow called a stakeholder. No, they're not a stakeholder. They're the parents. Okay. Let's move on because I know we're running short on time. Yeah, can I interject? Let me interject one sure. thing there. Sure. This the, when they're using terms like that, be, and listen, folks. I've said it before. I'll say it again. They're using legal language that's unlawful, and they use that. In fact, I would. Mm -hmm. I just learned the other night that the word "child" is a legal term 
that doesn't mean what you and I think it means. Okay? And so they use, they, they use these legal languages that you and I are accustomed to using. They have made them legal terms that don't mean the same thing that we mean by them. And this is what, this is how they're getting us. They're, 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 they're tricking us by the language that they use. Remember, I've told you time and time again, socialists come in. That's right. Offspring. Thank you very much, Bethany. Bethany, when we refer to our kids, we refer to them as offspring. That's what we should be referring to them as. This is something I'm learning too. So just so you know, they they can use that. Same thing happens with the parents and the rest of this. That's why they change it to right. stakeholders. This is right. why that's well, how many yeah, How many times have we talked about the educratic double speak? Because they're using terms that they know you're going to hear and think, oh, yes, that, that means uh, someone I gave birth to. Would they mean something totally different? And they, of course, is the system. Okay. Uh, but let's remember the government, and we've talked about this uh, here on this show, and then Suzanne Hamner and I have talked about it on the Liberty Bells about the level of propaganda that our government goes to to bring across ideas that they want us to think are our own and that we will somehow adhere. But uh, let me get back on track on this report, because I I know I've got a few more things that I really want to point out for everybody. All right. Pages 26 through 34 of this particular report will underscore the dire need for the underserved student populations, homeschool alert anyone, and the alignment to mental health interventions, the government intervening sooner rather than later for those underserved and neglected citizens, how they're going to leverage state and local funds from the federal government to expand government-run mental health services using your school and your communities, expanding the mental health workforce in a government-designated fashion, outcomes for all, which mean it's a government-prescribed framework, not a personal freedom choice, and finally, community-wide health assessing, and universal screening for all those assessments. Now, that's just in that one section. All right, on page 47 and those following, you'll see other different national U.S. agencies. Again, on page 74 is where that that list of 14 that I've already read, that's where you'll find those. Uh, You'll also see that in this document, the WHO is cited, so that's your World Health Organization. You'll also see the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administration from the Department of Health and Human Services and National Health Institute. You're going to see the Education Trust and old Joy of Joy's former U.S. Secretary of Education, Dr. John King, just happens to work there, Tim. You'll also see the Reach Higher group and the American School Counselors Association. Uh, Now, let me just pause right there. In the archive, you will get a link to the article that I wrote when President Obama was in office, how he came up with an initiative to use the school counselors to be these common core machine puppets to streamline where Johnny and Susie take their courses, how they uh, learn, to what track, because the school counselors were in the perfect position to be a mentor or a success coach. And what did we just hear in the check and connect? 
my mentor. Now, I'm not saying that mentoring is bad, okay, because there are some people who do a fabulous job of mentoring. But when it's put through this government churned out system, that's when we need to be looking. And that's what I'm pointing to. Okay. Page 53 points to mental health for all. I kid you not. It's near um, here that you will see lots of different states and they're already up and running programs, Tim, to bring this about. So again, it's not just about the public school system. And let me point out that I was invited to go be a fly on the wall in Kentucky on uh, November the 1st and 2nd because their Department of Education is unleashing a mental health program that will be used as a national model. Now, the thing is, registration's already closed, so there's no way that I can get in. I've tried to find out if there's a virtual way that we can look at this so that we can see. But let's not forget that years ago, Anita Hogue, as a resident of Pennsylvania, was showing how some of this mental health manipulation was uh, prevalent back in the 90s as well. So this is not just something that's coming down the pike right now because of COVID, like it's being passed off in this particular report. This garbage has been in the work for years. All right, let me uh, round up with page 93. This is where you will see all those funds that I named, like the Every Student Succeeds Act and all those emergency COVID funds. This is where you will see that they are the funding source for all this mental health relief and all this behavior intervention that needs to happen in America because we're just not conformed enough. Yeah, I'm showing some of these things here. And guys, you'll be able to get this document. We'll have the link. In fact, I'll go ahead and download it so you don't have to jump everywhere. Yeah. And it'll be in the archive. You can read it right off the archive. I'll make sure that and I get the it list of page numbers will be there too. Yes, yeah. that's right. That'll be that'll be in the archive. And Lynn does a great job in putting that all together so that we can have this stuff and I can show you while you know we're on the video platform or you can listen uh by way of radio and then we archive it that way so that you can go back and you can check out what she's saying. I don't think anybody's come along and uh, corrected you on any of the information that you've put out because you've said, here it is. I'm not giving you my opinion. This is what they're saying. Oh, Lord, no, no. I no. people. I don't think people would listen to my opinion uh, very long. I really don't. And that's what I try to divorce myself from when I do these interviews is, you know, this is not my opinion. This is based on the documentation that I read. But here's the thing, uh, you know. I didn't go to college to learn to be a researcher. This was all God's idea. Yep. Yep. Lynn, uh, we got about uh, yes. 10 seconds here. Okay. Um, do you want me to, let me just plug you. If, uh, sure. if, if you want to help Lynn out, if you want to find out more about Lynn, go to commoncoredeva.com, commoncoredeva.com. You can also support her. She goes out and she helps communities uh, with these kinds of things as well. She teaches people. She spends her time doing this. And, uh, and she doesn't get paid for it. She does it because she wants to help uh, out the communities, help out the parents, help out the children. So if you'd like to check her out, CommonCoreDiva.com. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. And we'll be back with you in the morning, Lord willing, 6 a.m. Adios.